You're listening to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Hosted by Rev Yearwood, Mustafa Santiago Ali, and me, Antonique Smith. Each week, we host important conversations with innovators, policymakers, cultural influencers, and movement leaders who are leading the way to a 100% clean energy and just world. Hey, everybody, welcome to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. I am Mustafa Santiago Ali, Senior Vice President of the Hip Hop Caucus. Welcome to our radio show and podcast that delivers real talk on climate change and environmental justice. No sides, just the facts and stronger communities. And we also hey. have Antonique Smith. Antonique, are you on the line, sister? I'm on the line. How y'all doing? Blessed. Grammy-nominated singer, actress, and activist, a.k.a. your favorite artist. Ain't <laughs> hey, no doubt about that. And also, hey. Antonique, shortly we are also going to have with us uh, Vernice Miller-Travis. She is going to be one of our guest co-hosts today. She is a longtime EJ activist. She's also the senior advisor at Skio Solutions and also one of the founders of WEAC in Harlem, New York. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And we just want to also send out a special thank you to WPFW for hosting us here in the studio. Yes, and a you. huge thank you for all of our listeners who tune in each week and supporters. We love each and every one of you. And we also want to send out a shout out to our other co-host, Reverend Lennox Yearwood. Rev, we love you. Yeah. No doubt. And we look forward to you coming back and prayers are going up to you and your family. Um, we want to make sure also that everyone checks out the show. Uh, follow us on our blog at think100.info and also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at think100show. I know somebody just went and grabbed their pen real quick. So I'm going to say <laughs> that again for everybody, Anthony. Is that all right? Yes, all right. Okay, follow us on our show's blog because there's going to be some incredible information that's going to be shared today. And we want to make sure that, you know, we know you're going to be taking notes, but just in case you miss anything, we want you to go to the blog tomorrow and make sure you go to think100.info to get uh, everything that's being shared today. And then, of course, follow us on Twitter at and Instagram at think100show. So, Antonique, I know that there is a lot of stuff that's been going on. And, you know, we have some two incredible fighters for justice on the show today that are going to share some important information with us in segment one. Then we're going to hit them again uh, in segment two. Um, but we just want to make sure you understand uh, that there's some deepness that's happening that's setting up this conversation. So, yes. Antonique, can you share a little bit about what's happening in the movement? We're going to go with some, some bad news, some good news. There's, there's so much going on. So Trump's air pollution advisor says clean air saves no lives. Yes, wait, 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 wait a minute, Anthony. Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's make sure that everybody heard you properly. You said oh that God. clean air does not save lives. Right, right, right. I mean... Uh, that is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard in my life. But the Trump administration has once again lost their damn mind. And one of their senior senior air pollution advisor. OK, so the person who's supposed to be the expert about air pollution said that clean air saves no lives. Yes. 
Clean air. Mm. He said it out his mouth. Clean air saves no lives. Wow. Um, I mean, uh, speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I think that we all is are. Just, what? I mean, common sense says uh, you don't even necessarily have to be a scientist to, to understand that if the air is not clean, it's going to be bad for your health. But, you know, but let's get to, to, to the fact that uh, he obviously has not read any of the thousands of studies that say just the opposite, that air pollution is a driver in hundreds of thousands of people dying prematurely in the U.S. So clearly he, he's just ignoring that, that information. And he must have also missed that 124 million people, 124 million people live in places in the U.S. where the air is considered unhealthy mm. 124 million people live breathing unhealthy air in this country that's just bananas that's bananas and um you know but, but but we didn't miss the fact that he's getting paid by those same polluting industries that want less regulation so um isn't it ironic don't you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know uh we also know that the EPA has removed the real scientists and replaced them with industry officials. So, you know, we, we see y'all. We know what y'all doing. We know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we are not going to let it. We are not going to let this, this be. We are going to fight y'all all the way. We have a, we have a, a civil right to clean air and clean water, and we are going to get what we deserve in this country. Speaking of getting what we deserve in this country, women of color running for office. So I'm proud, I'm proud about this because I happen to be a woman of color. American women are running for state and national office in historic numbers. At least 255 women are on the ballot as major party congressional candidates in the November general election. I think that is incredible. That's dope. Women, yes, that is so dope. Women of color candidates have increased some 75% since 2012. And clearly we were, uh, uh, very, <laughs> um, uh, inspired by Obama. Um, and that means for every four women of color who are running in 2012, there are seven this year. Okay. So um, I think that is super dope. Voters want politicians who share their life experiences and who have a real stake in the decisions they make. Women of color are up 11% of Democrats running for Congress this year, up 7%, up from 7% in 2012. And the number of women running as Republicans is now up 3% from 2% in 2012. When you look specifically at state races, women of color candidates for state legislature are up by 75% across both parties. And many women of color candidates are strong supporters. Uh, of course they are strong supporters on climate environmental issues, you know, because we don't. Of That's course right. we support the right thing. You know what I mean? I do. Mama knows best. Mama knows <laughs> best. Mama knows best. The, 20, the 2018 midterm election is going to be lit. I am so excited. And so that just that uh, actually leads me right into another woman just doing some great things. Everyone, do not forget support our Respect My Vote campaign with Amber Rose. You can go to respectmyvote.com slash Amber Rose. That is respectmyvote.com slash Amber Rose. 
to check out all the incredible work we're doing, both updates and special events, and check out Amber Rose's 10 Reasons Everyone Who Is a Woman or Who Cares About a Woman Should Vote in the Midterms. And don't forget to take the pledge to vote while you are there. And you know how to lose confidence? That's what we got today in the movement. That's our. That's my update. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's the incredible Antonique Smith holding it down in Aww, California. Thank and, you. You know, we appreciate you. And we are looking forward as we begin this conversation about mm-hmm. our vote and our power. And also, how do we deal with this voter suppression that's going on? There's a reason oh. why people are trying to stop us from voting. That's it's so it's not because it don't have any power and because it can't make change. So there's a reason. Exactly. And I'm, I'm I'm super, super blessed that we have some incredible folks who are in here, brothers and sisters who I love, who I respect, who I honor, and they are just holding it down. And Vernice and Antonique, let's just jump right into the show, as Rev would say. Let's do it. We have, <laughs> we have these just phenomenal, phenomenal guests. So we have Kristen Clark, Executive Director of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, without a hey, doubt. And then we, yes. Hey. And then we have Dorian Spence also. Now, Dorian, I like Dorian's title because this sounds like something from Law and Order or CSI. <laughs> Hold up, y'all. I, I want y'all to catch this now, so let me say it slow. I'm going to try to do the best I slow. can. Say it slow. Say it slow. Special litigation, <laughs> an advocacy project at the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. We need some theme music behind that. Hey, let's, not, let's not leave out the under law part. The that's Lawyers the Committee right. for under Civil law. Rights under law. Thank I know you. that's right. And that is Miss Bernice Miller-Travis' voice. You heard uh, environmental justice, climate, civil rights uh, phenomenon, who's our also our guest co-host tonight. So, Vernice, welcome to the show as well. Thank you, Brother Mustafa. All right, y'all. So we about to get into it because <laughs> there's some craziness that some of these folks have been trying to pop off around the country. And we just want to come straight to you, Kristen uh, and Dorian, uh, you know, at the Lawyers Committee, I know you guys are super busy right now with the election just a few days away. Um, I, I know it. I feel it. Can you guys share just a little bit for maybe the handful of folks who don't know uh, about the Lawyers Committee, what it is, what it does, and why it is so critical in this moment in time? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. And we got seven days to go. Seven days to go. We're coming around the home stretch. And this definitely is a very intense period for us at the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. So one of our signature projects is election protection. Mm -hmm. And this is the nation's largest nonpartisan voter protection effort. And it's all about making sure that people are armed with the information they need to go out and successfully participate in our elections. We go three 365 days, but this really is the busiest time for us. We're all about making sure that people know what um, they can do if they want to participate in early voting in their state. There are 37 states where you can actually go out and vote before Election Day, and about a third of people actually do that. So we're trying to really make sure that, hey, if you're in an early voting state, you know it and you know how you can participate. Mm-hmm. Absentee voting. A lot of people can't get to the polls on Election Day. They've got kids at home. Um, they've got jobs where it's hard to get um, out to the polling site. So making sure, again, that people know what you can do if you want to vote absentee is also critical. Um, we make sure that people know where uh, they go to vote on Election Day. We confirm that people are still on the registration rolls. Um, 
We tell people what's on the ballot, right? There's a big ballot initiative in Florida that may help restore voting rights for 1.4 million people. And um, going to the polls armed with that information is critical. But the other thing that we do, and this is the work that really keeps us up all night, is we're fighting voter suppression. Mm-hmm. A lot of the complaints that we hear from people are about problems that they're experiencing on the ground. Voter intimidation that's happening at early voting sites. Um, the exact match scheme that's happening right now in Georgia. Um, so when we hear about these voter suppression complaints, we don't just sit back. We roll up our sleeves and we fight. And so we have a fair amount of lawsuits brewing around the country right now. And Brian Kemp, sadly, um, is um, somebody who's keeping us very busy. Um, he's an interesting guy, mm-hmm. Secretary of State Brian Kemp. Um We sued him in 2016 over this exact match scheme Mm -hmm. that he developed. Um, What happened was that there are a lot of people out working hard, registering people to vote in Georgia. And then they found out that their efforts weren't bearing fruit, that they were not make people were not making it onto the rolls. Mm -hmm. So they called us. We started to look at the situation carefully and found out that Kemp came up with this policy of, you know, unless every number and letter space and hyphen on the registration form matched perfectly what was in the state's database. He was just letting those forms pile up. And guess who was impacted? We were impacted. Black folks, Latino folks, Asian Americans. We sued him in 2016 and we won. Mm -hmm. Here we are two years later and he's doing it again. This time, the state legislature adopted a law doing what he did in 2016. Mm -hmm. And a real leader would have told the state legislature, don't do this. This is discriminatory. Um, But he sat back and now he's enforcing that law and he knows he's wrong. Mm -hmm. So we're suing him. Wow. That's good. Uh, we want to make sure, though, at the end of the day, that nobody is discouraged or deterred from these voter suppression efforts. The takeaway is that there are people fighting, that we have an army of civil rights lawyers, more than 4,000 strong, that are prepared to go to bat and beat back these voter suppression attempts. So here is the number that we need everybody to put into their phone right now. 866 hour vote. 866 hour vote. Whether right now, uh, literally we are taking calls right now, um, or any time between now and election day, we need you to call us and let us know what you need to be prepared. But most importantly, we need to hear about the complaints that are happening on the ground. The other way that you can reach us is by texting the words election protection to the number 97779, election protection to 97779. Let us know what your questions are, what you're seeing happening on the ground in your community. Our goal is making sure that all of our voices are heard this election cycle, period, point blank. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, that if I, is. If I yeah. jump in for one moment, Go I, ahead. I want to make something real for uh, the listeners out there. We think of voter suppression as like this lofty thing where there's mm-hmm. someone standing in front of a polling location or or someone doesn't get their voter registration card in, in the mail because of some funny thing happening at the, with the Secretary of State's office. Um, a quick story from the field in North Carolina in 2016 on the campus of North uh, Carolina um, Central um, in Durham. Mm. 
at the last minute, the Board of Elections uh, for the county moved the polling location from a spot on campus to a spot three quarters of a mile away and didn't let the students on campus know that they had moved the polling location. Wow. Right? If, if the 18 year olds were like me when I was in college, I would have went and saw that the polling location wasn't there anymore. Said, you know, I have better things to do with my day and went along with my day. Mm-hmm. But these right. dedicated activists on campus said, wait a minute, hold on. We know the people who do this stuff in the area, like Democracy North Carolina and mm-hmm. the UNC Center for Civil Rights got in contact with them. They got in contact with us at the lawyers committee. We got to the bottom of the problem and gave them the proper information so they can get to the right polling location. It was, was just up the block, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit more time out of their day. We told them to stay dedicated to the cause and make sure they cast their vote on election day. Mm -hmm. That is a form of voter suppression, right? Anything that depresses or suppresses your activity in the space of voting is a form of voter suppression, and we have to stay ever vigilant. And the one thing I like about what Kristen says and how she describes our election protection effort is that it really is a one-stop shop for all of your questions when it comes to voting. We answer questions from one end of the spectrum, where's my polling place, or I don't know if I'm registered to vote, mm-hmm. all the way to I know that I'm registered to vote, I have my voter registration card, and they're denying me the right to vote. What can mm-hmm. you do about it? We're the organization, and we are the coalition, the Election Protection Coalition, that can do something about it in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's no it's no um, mistake that wherever people of color are, just like environmental racism, they seem to be having problems with accessing the ballot, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's craziness going on North Dakota. So I think everybody knows what they're trying to do to, to shut down the, the Sioux Nation from being able to vote. So the Sioux mm-hmm. Nation said, we're going to surpass this and surmount this. We're going to develop these ID cards and we're going to give people street addresses sure. for the first time in a reservation's history. I read on the way coming that they're now challenging the ink that they're using the right. color of the ink that they're using on these ID cards and saying that they will not be valid to vote. So I, I read a, a, a quote from Common the other day. If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be working so hard exactly. to try to stop you from voting. Yeah. So exactly. people right. got to be so, so persistent and so diligent. Um, and I hope that people's spirits don't get broken right. as they stand in line, as right. they they traverse whatever they have to do, but you got to cast right. your ballot. Right. And every mm-hmm. place it matters, every single place. Kristen, what are some of the, the, the wildest challenges you're seeing mm-hmm. um, besides the Sioux Nation? Yeah, Brian Kemp in Georgia. I mean, he's just, you know, the, the repeat offender piece of this is what really gets to me. I mean, here he is, a person tasked with running the elections for the entire state. And his job is really to instill confidence in the public mm-hmm. that, you know, he's running a fair system, that he's being independent, that everybody can come out and be heard. And um, the fact that he just keeps doing it over and over again, I think is really troubling. You know, the, the other thing that's looming over this moment is we have a voting right, a, a, a justice department that is totally MIA, mm-hmm. totally missing in action. I mean, historically, a lot of people would feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling DOJ and saying, I think we've got an issue here. Now we hear from those people. They say, I fear what will happen if I raise an issue or concern with Attorney General Jeff Sessions. So, um, we, you know, the, the other thing that I want to say just is I, I love the energy. It's really important that this voter suppression not break our spirit. Mm-hmm. It's really important that people remain excited and mm-hmm. want to turn out. Um, I love all the demonstrations and the protests that we've seen all year, but it really comes down to this moment, mm-hmm. right? On election mm-hmm. day. Indeed. And, and, and 
so much is at stake, um, whether you're looking at the low end of the ballot or the high end of the ballot. It's not just about these governor races and state level offices. It's also about, right, who's your district attorney? And your right. sheriff. Who's your sheriff mm. and who's running your school board and who's running mm. city council. I love that we're seeing women and more people of color and millennials mm. who've thrown their names in the mix. Yes. Um, so I, I am hopeful that Dorian and I and the team of folks who are all part of this election protection coalition, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to do our part and be back to voter suppression. But the real, the real piece of this are, um, you know, comes down to the voters getting out and making sure their voices are heard next week, Tuesday. Yeah. And I just want to remind everybody that you are listening to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Anthony, did you have a question? I do. So, okay, first of all, I love everything you guys are doing. So people can call you if they're getting blocked from voting. What other kind of thing? So if somebody's saying they get blocked from voting, what exactly would you guys do in that in that instance? Right. So the election protection program has two sides, right? When mm-hmm. they dial the one eight six six R vote number, they get mm-hmm. a trained volunteer who has been through numerous trainings, probably a repeat volunteer with the lawyers committee who will give them direction on what they can do to cast a ballot. We mm. coach them to at the very least do not walk away without mm. casting a provisional ballot mm-hmm. because we can verify your voter registration at a later time. Now, if they wow. have some time on their hands that we could do it right then and there. And mm-hmm. a lot of the places uh, that we serve in the election protection coalition, they have high populations of people of color. So the chances are we may have a field program where we can get either an attorney or a trained volunteer <laughs> down to that polling location to help wow. fix the problem. If they don't just come down there, you know, with their hands in their pockets, they come down there with state law mm-hmm. that we vetted and we've, you know, been through the process of making sure that that law is 100% solid because we've done the background work on it. Right. And that doesn't work. There's a very high chance that we have connections either with the state uh, secretary of state's office, the state AG's office or the local board of elections to help get to the bottom of that issue. Right. And mm. if it requires filing suit, not to say that we file suit in every sense, but mm-hmm. we're right. equipped with the tools to do that if it comes down right. to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it gets to that level, we're the people that you call to do something about it. Mm. So, Dorian, are you mm. saying that we have power? Is we have. <laughs> right. So what we coach people to do if they run into a problem on Election Day is to mm-hmm. stay in line as long as you can. We understand that life happens, that you have to go to work. But if you have a chance to come back to fight this thing, they come back and call us back and we'll help you fight it. In the wow. field of Cincinnati, Ohio, in 2016, on Election Day, I had to drive to a polling location myself, even though I was running a field wow. program to help a gentleman who was a white guy, right? We don't discriminate. We help people on both sides of the aisle. We care about mm-hmm. the right to vote. But it was my responsibility because that was my my space, mm-hmm. right? right? So we train volunteers across the country to get to the bottom of issues and make sure that each legal ballot is cast and counted. So, Dorian and Kristen, let me ask you, um, back in the day, I used to do this work in New York City, um, and we actually trained that we ran a part of the election, right? So we were part of the Democratic mm-hmm. Party, but we were responsible for executing the election. And we trained the people who sat there helping people to vote, like I was training people in Mississippi. The same things that I was telling people in places where they were fighting, you know, hand-to-hand combat over voting, we took it to a liberal place like New York. And lo and behold, 
thousands of people were disappeared off the voting mm-hmm. rolls right before, right when Jesse Jackson was running for mm-hmm. president mm-hmm. and right before David Dinkins was running for mayor. So we, we had to gather up all that information and call on the Justice Department. They sent 200 election specialists to come and observe that election in New York. And we have no, no doubt that had we not done that and had we had not gotten a, the, um, the entities involved, the Justice Department, that David Dinkins may never have been elected mayor because they were prepared to steal that election. But I think wow. that people forget about training people yeah. at the local level. The people mm. who administer the elections need to be trained up to date on what is the, the, the procedure, what to do if people's names are missing, if this this voter match thing is going on. How can the people who are doing the election be a part of the process of making sure people have access to the ballot? Can I share a little anecdote with you? Mm -hmm. So 2016, North Carolina, they are suppressing the vote left and right. Um, They put in place this photo ID law. We get this call from a woman, probably in her 80s, and she said, I went with my expired driver's license and they told me I can't vote. And we told her, you go back in there right now and tell them that you have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there was a photo ID law in place at that time, but there was an exception for people over the age of 70. If you were over 70, uh. you could vote with the government-issued ID, even if it was expired. Mm-hmm. But this poll wow. worker, these poll workers were not trained properly. Yes. So right. the, the training part that Dorian talked about is really critical. We are about yeah. imparting accurate factual information so people really can push back. Um, um, I'm trying That's to think some other. Yeah, so one of the biggest pieces about election protection um, is that on our website, right, we don't just hoard this information, right? We put these state resources out there so out people there. can advocate for themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that they may be in a situation where we don't have a volunteer in the field. Yes. And we might not be able to reach their specific polling location on the north side of Indianapolis mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. In those scenarios, we will point them to our website and say, hey, look, these are the top issues in your state. And here's some of the top issues where people are getting turned away from the polls. You can use this document and advocate for yourself inside of the polling location if you so choose. Mm-hmm. But here's a, here's one other quick thing I want to... Every vote really does matter, and I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, not a big deal. I tried, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my vote's not going to really make a difference. And I think about um, some of these elections that are razor then the election in Virginia that came down to a coin toss. Yes. And it's why we're seeing the voter suppression so intensely right now. If you can peel off 1% here, 2% of people there, all of a sudden you can change the outcome of an election. So people should not forget how close these races are. Exactly. Like there, there is value in every vote. So, and, and right. to that point, Heidi Heitkamp won her Senate yep. election in North Dakota by 8,000 votes. Yep. Those 8,000 votes are in the Sioux Nation, yeah. are on the reservations mm-hmm. in North Dakota, and that's why they're working so hard to deny right. those folks the right to vote. And they, they could be the, they could be the difference right. in her maintaining her Senate seat, right? And one, one thing that somewhat gets lost as we talk about voter suppression tactics, specifically across the South, is that some of these moves, these late moves that we're seeing so close to the election are tied directly back to a case that Kristen worked on um, some years ago, Shelby County versus Holder. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know, in the absence of Section 5 and Section 4 and 5 of the Voting Rights Act, 
some of these jurisdictions can make some of these late moves, these changes yeah. to voting or that have an effect on voting. They used to be against the law. Exactly. Yeah. Or at least they would have a, a federal government checking in to make sure that they didn't have a retrogressive effect, that they didn't leave voters of color in a worse off position than they were before the change was made. Yeah. So right. we can't forget about that because yeah. that's still out there. Yes, it is. Yeah. And we just need to remember that our vote has power. It yes. equates to power. It's tied to resources. It's tied to yes. dollars. For those who are climate listeners and environmental justice listeners, your vote is tied to the choices that are being made to impact your communities. But you have the ability to change this dynamic that's going on and actually begin to help our communities to become healthier and stronger. And it becomes and it happens when you utilize your vote. And that's, that's right. why right. what Kristen and Dorian is talking about and others is so, so important. Dorian, I know that you are focused and committed on some of these impacts that are happening from an environmental racism sure. sort of a context. Sure. Can you just talk about our vote in that context and why folks need to get engaged? Absolutely. I tell a lot of stories from the field, so I have one more before we sign off, right? I did a... um Section 2 Voting Rights Act lawsuit in a small county east of 95 in North Carolina called Jones County. Jones County only has a couple of pockets of black communities sprinkled around the county. What, what uh, cities are you talking about? Uh, Trenton. Um, yeah, it's Trenton uh, is the main one in the middle of, of, of the county. Um, yeah. But Trenton city limits in down at the end of the west side of the city, and there's a black population that lives right there, right outside of city limits. Don't you know they put a garbage disposal unit right in the black community, mm. right? That's oh. specifically the city of Trenton and none of the unincorporated areas outside of the city of Trenton. Mm. But that comes from, right, who votes on and who's elected to county mm. governance, the county board of commissioners. Right. They decide where that specific trash disposal um, Facilities facility is going to be mm-hmm. situated, mm-hmm. right? And when we look all around the, city, the uh, state of North Carolina, you see that a lot of these places that have effects on environmental health and environmental hazards are situated in, in uh, black communities all across Louisiana, all across Virginia, all across Ohio. Um, but as you know, Mustafa, you really can't prove or you can't file an environmental justice suit without proof of intentional discrimination, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So at the Lawyers Committee, we're looking at creative ways to turn the tide in this fight. Now, not to say that we've been successful just yet, but we have to be creative in the way that we approach this. But one of the way that we, in the immediate, that we could be effective in this is giving power back to the people, giving power back to the affected. And where those um, places or those um, facilities that have effects on the environment are situated, are there, your, your vote is directly tied to that, right? Mm-hmm. The people who you vote on make Absolutely. those decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kristen and Dorian, can you please just share with listeners, because I know everybody wants to make sure that they got you not in their Rolodex. You guys going to be <laughs> one of the, the favorites that they got when they need to pop it off. So could you just share with them how they can stay in contact with you? Sure. You can give us a call if you run into a problem uh, on Election Day at 866-OUR-VOTE, and you can find us at LawyersCommittee.org, LawyersCommittee.org. And Kristen, giving them your Twitter. Yeah, and um, Kristen Clark, J.D., uh, you can follow me on Twitter or 866-OUR-VOTE. 
But yes, plug 866 hour vote into your, your phone and you can call us before election day. Literally, yeah. we have attorneys working around the clock all night, all weekend, taking calls from coast to coast and you can plug, uh, 97779, into your phone and text election protection with any questions that you have. There it is. There it is. Do not miss the opportunity to stay engaged. If you see something, you know how they say, see yep, something, say, say something. something. Say something. We're going to say yep. something when folks ain't doing the right thing. <laughs> Exactly. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Kristen Clark, Executive Director of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. And then let me say it right, Under Dorian. Under law. Thank you. <laughs> Under law. <laughs> let me say it right, Dorian Spence, Special Litigation. Appreciate it. And it's a to to vote. Don't start none, won't be none. We out here. <laughs> there, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. And you're listening to Think 100, the coolest show on climate change. And it's time to vote because 28 million people are uninsured in our country. And your vote can help to change that. It's time to vote because 25 million adults live in poverty in our country. So it's time to vote. 15 million kids are living in poverty. And your vote can help to make a difference and make a transition from that happening inside of our communities. Also, 35,000 people die every year from gun violence in our country. It's time to vote. And 1.2 million children in the United States have lead poisoning. So if you remember what happened in Flint, Michigan, it's time to vote. And I want to remind you all of this. 200,000 people are dying prematurely every year from air pollution. Your vote can help to make that change happen. So I want to thank uh, Vernice Miller-Travis for being our guest co-host today. Vernice, do you have a, a closing uh, thing you'd like to say? Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Now is absolutely the time. Don't be confused. Don't be dissuaded. Don't let anybody keep you from doing what you know you have to do. Now is the time. Thanks for joining us this week on Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change, a hip-hop caucus platform. Let's keep this important dialogue going. Be a part of the conversation by following us on social media at Think100Show and at Hip Hop Caucus. Visit our website at think100.info for blog content, information on upcoming events, or to connect with us. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe wherever podcasts are available so you'll never miss an episode. Rate and review us or simply tell a friend. Climate change impacts all of us. And if we think 100%, we can achieve a 100% sustainable and just world together. Think 100, think 100, think 100, think 100.